Welcome to the Dental Machine audio blog, for those of us who just don't have a lot of time to read. Today we're going to be talking about how to schedule more of your recall phone calls. How effective is your team at scheduling hygiene appointments during recall phone calls? Do you know what they say? What impression are you leaving on your patients? At what point do these calls get annoying? Do you give your team any structure? While we go through the entire recall process in full detail at a later point, let's at least give you some help regarding scripting and how to schedule more of these appointments over the phone. What is the purpose of recall calls? While this should be very obvious, make sure to teach your team to have the proper mindset while making recall phone calls. Many people view patients as active if they have been to the office within 18 or 24 months. To me, this makes no sense. The only active patient you have is a patient that has an appointment. I would use this as the main metric in your practice to determine the size of your true active patient base. Most practice management software will let you see how many unique people have an appointment at that current time on the books. Whoever is in charge of your recall schedule is in charge of growing the number of active hygiene patients. The larger your number of true active patients, the more people you will be able to help be healthy. Not only is it important to call and schedule someone for their cleaning, but it is even more important to make sure someone has an appointment when they leave. You will find it so much easier to make sure someone has an appointment before they leave than it is to get a hold of them on the phone to make it later. They need to fixate on that number of patients with an appointment and try to grow that steadily over time. That should be one of the numbers they are bonused on. When is the best time to do them? Historically, recall calls have been better to do at the end of the day. More people are at home after the hours of 4 p.m. than at any other parts of the day. While this is probably still true, much of this data is becoming antiquated. If someone works, it might be best to still contact them after 4 p.m., but pretty much everyone has a cell phone. While not everyone can answer a phone call due to work or other responsibilities, most everyone gets their text instantly and emails close to instantly. If you know someone works, then you should focus your calls after 4 p.m., if you text, you should text sometime after 8.30 a.m. so they don't disturb people sleeping in, and you can pretty much email them at any point of the day. What message are you sending? As you are probably noticing by now, I am big on paying attention to what you are directly and indirectly saying to your patients. These small communications form the bulk of your interactions with an average patient. This will shape how you and your practice are viewed. Here are some ideas of what you want to say to your patients. Their dental appointment has lots of value. They should not miss or be late to their recall appointments. It is highly unusual for someone to, be, to miss or be late to recall appointments. We know them and value them as patients, and we are trying to make things easier for them. Different types of messaging. Now that you're aware of how to structure what you are indirectly saying to your patients, let's talk about what you should directly say to your patients. I will go through some ideas, and I will typically go through these in the order listed below. If the first message doesn't work well, then I'll go to the second and so forth. Urgency and did I have an appointment? This is the first method I use and the most effective. You basically just get a hold of them and use the urgency approach. If you can't talk directly to them, then you imply there is an appointment and ask them to call back as soon as possible. Let's look at some scripting examples. When somebody answers a phone call, Hey, Greg, this is Janet Smith Dental. How are you doing? 
you're due for your cleaning appointment next week, and I wanted to reach out while we still had a couple spots available. If you leave a message or a text message, you could say something like, Hey, Greg, this is Janet Smith Dental. Please call me as soon as possible regarding your dental appointment. Most people that hear this will end up calling back. When they call back, they will say, I didn't think I had an appointment. Then you can say, you're right. That's exactly why I was calling. Time messaging. If the previous message doesn't work, I will start structuring my messages around other traditional pain points. The first pain point will be topics surrounding convenience. You will want to craft things in a way that supports your culture and marketing message. Here are some examples. For an answered phone call, Hey Greg, this is Janet Smith-Dental, how are you? I'm calling to get you scheduled for your cleaning appointment and wanted to make sure you knew now we have some early morning and evening appointments available as well. I have an appointment at so on and so forth. Would one of these work for you? If there's a left message or a text message, you could say, Hey Greg, this is Janet Smith-Dental. I'm here to help you schedule your next cleaning and checkup appointment. We have early morning and evening appointments to make it convenient for you. We have a couple appointments available in the next week. Call us back as soon as you can and we'll get you scheduled. Pain messaging. The next effective message is one regarding pain. I will look through a patient's chart quickly and if they have had any dental work done recently, I will use this message. If there have been no history of dental work, then this might not be quite as effective. For an answered phone call, you could say, Hey Greg, this is Janet Smith-Dental, how are you? I noticed you were recently due for your cleaning and I'm calling to help you get an appointment today. I have an appointment on so on and so forth. Which one of these would work for you? And when they don't decide, I totally understand. I noticed last month you had a root canal and crown and our, our goal is to make our office as enjoyable as possible and we have found that the best way to do that is to keep our patients healthy. If we can keep you coming in on your regular visits, we can hopefully prevent you from having to go through that again in the future. If there's a left message or a text message, you could say, Hey Greg, this is Janet Smith-Dental. I noticed you were recently due for your cleaning and I'm here to help you get that scheduled. We find that if we can help our patients stay on schedule for the regular visits, they're usually able to prevent major issues and losing teeth. Cost messaging. I start using this messaging once I have failed multiple attempts at scheduling an appointment. At this point, I'm not able to get a hold of my patient and I am leaving messages or texting and emailing. I am not likely to get that person to come in unless they have pain or some major issue, so I resort to my last tactic, which is price. I begin to offer them a discount if they act now. If it's a left message or text message, you could say, Hey Greg, this is Janet Smith-Dental. You are getting several months past due for your cleaning, and I'm here to help you get that scheduled. We find that if we can help our patients stay on schedule for the regular visits, they have better health and are able to avoid expensive and complex dental treatment. We want to help you stay healthy, and for that reason, if you can get back to me today, we wanted to give you an extra $50 off your appointment. The offer and message can be tailored to that individual patient. If they have insurance, you can offer a free fluoride treatment or whatever you can come up with. A message that gives them a deal and comes off as you caring for them can work very well. Setting your recall schedule. Each office is different regarding the frequency of the recall system. You should use the messaging we went over to craft a recall structure that works for your office. Below is an example schedule of an office that has a history of postcards working well. This is not normal for our offices, but for this one, it's very effective. If your office does better with technology, you can and should replace some of those postcards or physical methods with text and email messaging. Automated confirmation systems are never perfect. You need to decide where your automation system leaves off and where your front office begins. And you need to make sure everyone understands what that is. You may need to do some A-B testing to find the most effective approach. So here's an example. 
two weeks prior to recall date, automated text and email with urgency. One week prior to recall date, phone call with urgency. One month past recall date, postcard urgency. Two months past recall date, phone call with convenience and time is the message. Three months past due, postcard with convenience and time is the message. Four months past due, phone call with pain is the message. Five months past due, send a postcard with pain as the message. Six months past due, phone call with cost and a good offer. Nine months past due, email with cost and a good offer. Twelve months past due, letter with a message of concern and cost as a, with a good offer. Hopefully this has given you some ideas on how you can create a little more structure and consistency in your recall program. As you increase the structure and consistency, you will be able to do more A-B testing and get better results. Thanks so much for joining us. This is the Dental Machine Audio Blog. 